0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a registered broker dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial are not affiliated. Welcome back to Making Money Fun. I am John Gay with Shanna Tincham from Heritage Financial in Phoenix. Shanna, how you doing? How you holding up? Everything all right?
1: Yeah, everything's great. Knock on wood. My husband and I are both still working, and none of our family has gotten the dreaded uh, COVID-19, so uh, we have absolutely nothing to complain about.
0: That is all we can hope for in this time. (laughs) Our work and our health is, we're, we're ahead of a lot of people, sadly. So Yeah, all right. So Shanna, given what we're all going through with COVID-19 and many people being furloughed, losing jobs, obviously they're concerned first about losing their income first and foremost. But then what else happens when you lose your job? It's not just the income.
1: Yeah, there's so many other things that people really didn't think about before all of this happened that now they're being confronted with. So insurance is the first thing that comes to mind and most importantly, health insurance, but there are also other different kinds of insurance that you may be um, in the market for once you no longer have your job or an income. So we'll start by talking about health insurance and, and how that works and then kind of move on from there. But health insurance, if you have... Access to COBRA, and COBRA stands for the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. Love
0: those acronyms.
1: (laughs) I know, right? That doesn't mean much to you and me, but that's what COBRA stands for. Um, That gives workers and their families who lose their health coverage the right to continue their group health benefits that their employer provided to them for a limited period of time. It's typically 18 months, but the key is that it has to be employers with 20 or more people in the health plan in the prior year. So smaller employers, the ones that were most impacted by all of this COVID-19 stuff, don't have to abide by COBRA. So you may actually be on the market as soon as you lose your job or get furloughed, in this case for health coverage.
0: And a couple of times that I've experienced layoffs when I was a radio DJ, because you know if you're not a radio DJ, until so you've been laid off. <laughs> From what I remember, COBRA is just really expensive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Cobra, uh, just because they offer you the ability to continue coverage, that doesn't mean they're going to cover the part that the company used to cover. So you're going to be required to pay the full retail price, both your side and the employer's side of that coverage. So while it's a good option, it could be prohibitively expensive, especially if you no longer have an income to support your household.
0: That explains why it seems so expensive, because I'm paying what I paid every month, then I'm paying what the employer paid on top of it. That makes sense.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: So not a good fit for a lot of folks. What are some alternatives to COBRA?
1: If you have a state that has state-sponsored benefits, that might be an option. Um, in Arizona, it's called Access. Or you can go to the open market, like through the exchange, and buy a plan. Some of those are income-based, which might be a good option. Or you might want to look at a health-sharing ministry, what they call a Christian health-sharing ministry. Mm. Um, those come with different uh, pros and cons. But there are lots of options to COBRA if that cost is just not something that fits into your budget right now.
0: It's worth mentioning too, there's a lot of these open enrollment periods toward the end of the year, but if you experience a life changing event like a job loss, that makes you, in a lot of cases, maybe not every case, but in a lot of cases, eligible to go on that health care exchange and shop around for insurance, right?
1: Exactly. Right away. That is what's considered a qualifying event. And so if you're laid off or terminated from your position or decide not to go back to that position, you do have the ability, whether you're in open enrollment period or not, to find appropriate coverage.
0: All right. So, Shanna, if you're out of work, obviously, with this virus going around, health insurance is the A number one priority for most people, but not the only insurance you should be thinking about right now. Correct?
1: Yeah. So life insurance is another big one. I have this conversation with clients all the time that say, hey, I've got five times my income in life insurance at work. I don't need more. And this is a really good example of of why you do need additional coverage outside of your workplace, because Mm -hmm. in most cases, life insurance is not portable. There are some cases where it is, but for most people, If you leave your job, you also leave your life insurance behind. So you must have some kind of coverage outside of your um, workplace to make sure that you're covered in the the worst case scenario.
0: The last thing you want to do is, God forbid, something happens to you. And then not only is your family without you and the income you brought in, but now they're looking at this incredible bill for funeral Mm -hmm. expenses and everything else on top of figuring out how to live without the income that you brought in.
1: Yeah, it could be a double whammy and it's certainly not a good one. So even if you have great employer provided life insurance, you should have at least 10 times your income overall in benefits. And that's some combination of what you have at work plus what you have outside of work. And what I see too often is that folks are laid off or they leave their job and now they're uninsurable and can't get coverage on the open market. So when you're young and healthy, that's the time to go ahead and jump in and get some additional coverage outside of your work.
0: So the idea being 10 times, so if you make $100,000 a year, you you would theoretically wanna have a million dollar policy, but I like what you said there about making sure you have enough insurance that is not just through the employer, And getting it while you're young and in most cases healthy because it's going to be a lot easier to get insurance as a 30-year-old healthy individual than it is a 60-year-old individual who may have some underlying health concerns at that point.
1: Yeah, it's not only going to be easier, but it's going to be vastly cheaper to buy it when you're younger. So just lots of really good reasons to look at that. And just to clarify, you know, life insurance and kind of what my beliefs are on that. I am a buy term and invest the difference kind of gal. So I really like buying good A high quality term life insurance for the longest period you can afford, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say you're young and and you want to buy a 30 year term life policy. That doesn't mean you're stuck with it for 30 years if you get to the point where you don't need it. You can always add to it. You can cancel it at any time. You don't get any of your money back, but you're not you know, obligated to that premium for 30 years. It just locks that premium in from being able to increase for that 30-year period of time.
0: And life insurance is such a complicated thing with the different ways you can buy it. I'm glad to hear you say that, and we'll give your contact information at the end of the show to come back to for anybody who wants to know more about life insurance. It really is a complicated thing. You definitely need to talk to a professional like Shin about it. So we've covered health insurance, life insurance. What other kind of insurance is good for us to be thinking about right now?
1: There are a couple of things that people kind of take for granted from an employee benefits perspective that you may or may not need once you're laid off. But for those folks that are self-employed, you know, a super good thing to look at, especially once you're back and working, is um, disability. So both short-term and long-term disability. Most employers provide you some kind of disability benefits. Mm -hmm. Maybe they cover a good portion of that. But if you own a business, you don't have anybody covering those things for you. So short-term and long-term disability, a couple of things to really keep in mind is the premiums are based on what your occupation is. So if you're sitting behind a desk, like I do most of the time, I don't have a lot of risk, (laughs) Um, you know, so my premiums are going to be lower than let's say a window washer. Sure. Sure. You know, so that's what it's based off of. But it's super important that if you do get a disability policy as a business owner, you get something called own occupation coverage, which means if you're disabled and not able to do what it is that you do now, it will cover you. It won't require you to go back to work and, uh, you know, as a cashier, let's say, in order to pay your bills. And so super, super important that you're able to get own occupation coverage And then as a business owner, there's another kind of additional benefit you can purchase that's called business expense coverage. And that covers your overhead, your office, your payroll, your staff, in addition to your salary, um, should you be unable to produce and produce an income through that business. So all things that you want to talk to somebody like myself to make sure that you've got in place.
0: You know, I think about that business owner thing. And you and I both have what we call desk jobs. We're both working from home right now. I think about some of these horror stories, not to be a panic pusher here, but some of the things we've seen of people getting sick Mm. with coronavirus. I know that if, God forbid, I had a bad case of it and I was having trouble breathing, I wouldn't be able to do a desk job. I wouldn't be able to sit there in front of a computer all day. You've heard stories of people just being just completely exhausted and wiped out and in pain and having high fevers. This is the kind of thing that really is a wake up call, sadly, to a lot of people to make sure you're covered in case you get sick, whether it's COVID-19 or really anything else.
1: Exactly. That's a great example, too, because most people think of like an accident, right, that they could maybe hobble into the office if they've got a broken leg or, you know, something of that nature. And we could like you and I could work through a lot of those issues. But the coronavirus is something that could take three weeks, four weeks, six weeks. I I even have a close friend of mine who's in the the seventh week right now. Um, And one day she is good. And then the next day she's back to square one and it is scary. So um, that is not something I could push through as a business owner. And I wouldn't want to, right? I'd want to just focus on recovering. So having those policies in place is super important.
0: Hey, talk to me about long-term care policies, long-term care insurance
1: That's another thing that is becoming more popular as an employee benefit. And sometimes you get to take it with you if you enter into that agreement when you're working for an employer. But long-term care insurance provides for your care if you need to go into a facility or have somebody help you at home as the result of not being able to perform what they call our activities of daily living so there are some of those that you can google and find uh you know you not being able to eat or dress yourself or different things like that and there is a huge misconception out there that the government covers this for you It does not Hmm. it will provide rehab if you have an accident or an illness and need a specific period in a facility to get you back to normal but if you're in a long-term care facility for the duration because of let's say dementia alzheimer's or um, some other sort of event the government does not pick that tab up so either you're going to have to and pay the price out of your pocket your investments or whatnot or the government is going to have to deem you basically destitute, spend all of your money, and then they'll cover that expense as a part of Medicaid. And so um, essentially in Arizona, um, you have to spend down to $2,000 of your own assets before Medicaid kicks in. So most folks don't realize that, but a lot of the long-term care policies that you can buy, and there are a couple of different versions of long-term care that we'll talk about, but they will provide care in a facility or in your own home if you only need part-time care. Mm -hmm. And it will allow you the flexibility to be able to choose that. And so it's super important if you look at especially when we're looking at stuff like COVID-19 and those types of things, it could just be a lot less stressful on your family if somebody could step in and help you when you're really struggling. And so those are things that uh, long-term care would help with.
0: You've heard so many horror stories, and we've talked about this on the show before, of somebody needing nursing home care or some kind of long-term care and just exhausting all of their assets Mm -hmm. and just everything is that they've worked their entire lives for is gone because of the cost of care and where you would need to be before you get any kind of government help so that's really an important thing to think about last one i want to ask you about today shanna is umbrella insurance the uh yeah sort of the catch-all here tell me about that
1: exactly yeah that's not something that i um sell in my practice but i understand how important it is and with all of this stuff around COVID 19 i'm I'm wondering if there's going to be a wave of folks suing people because they were over at a pool party and contracted the disease. And I mean, you know, that's just, you hope that doesn't happen, but if it does, that's something umbrella insurance might pick up the tab for. So if you have auto and homeowners insurance, you have limits on those policies. Mm -hmm. And one of the examples that I like to use in Arizona, especially is, you know, we could be driving on the interstate and be responsible for an accident that piles up, 10 cars. And if there's a Lamborghini or a Tesla in that (laughs) pile of cars, your coverage limits aren't going to help you. You're going to be responsible for more than your coverage limits will allow in most cases. So, for example, if you have an auto insurance policy and the limits are 100, 300, that means $100,000, $300,000. And that $300,000 is supposed to cover all of the cars in that accident.
0: Not covering that Lamborghini. (laughs)
1: Oh, not going not gonna to happen if you've got some expensive cars in that pile. So that's where you want umbrella insurance. Because if you get a million dollar umbrella insurance policy, then you'll be covered for an additional million dollars should you be responsible for an accident. Same thing if you have umbrella insurance and you you have a child that is hurt in your backyard pool or that falls headfirst off of your backyard uh, swing set or something of that nature. I mean, none of us really want to have to think about those things but unfortunately it happens mm-hmm. and umbrella insurance for the cost which is negligible can uh, save you so much worry and it can really mitigate some risks
0: so many different things to think about in the world of insurance shannon i know you say don't do, you don't do the umbrella insurance specifically but you have information on that and then all the other types that we've covered in the show as well if somebody wants to get a hold of you at heritage financial what are the best ways to reach you i know you're working from home and digitally available for everybody
1: Absolutely. I'm doing virtual meetings all day, every day these days. And you can set up a meeting with me by going to my website, which is heritagefinancialaz.com and clicking on schedule a meeting in the top right corner. And I'd love to meet you no matter where you are.
0: Awesome. Shanna. thanks for the time today. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk soon. Thanks,
1: Sean.